Mana Part 2 The men and women in the yellow suits wouldn't let anyone leave the room until their hearts were checked by an EKG. That included Honey and I. Someone passed around blankets so we didn't have to stand in shame any longer. Honey was growling a bit. I tried asking her what was wrong, but all she did was wrap the blanket tighter around her body. You see, Honey might not be able to sniff out or chase, but she always had a good idea where they were. That is, except for Dolph. In over a week's time, he could be anywhere in the world, she realized. I put my hand on her back and rubbed up and down. I wasn't trying to pet her or anything, but I think she took it as such, so she shoved me off. It's going to be okay, honey, I said. You don't know what you don't know, my friend, she said back. Well, what do you know, I asked. Right before they found us, did bowls of minced chicken and water wind up in your crate? No, but I'd like some, I said. I'm starving. She turned back to her crate and looked inside. I mean, she really looked. Her head was no different than a dentist's fingers prodding a mouth. What are you looking for, I asked. Minced chicken and water. I swear I had some just before they came. You must have been hallucinating, honey. We haven't eaten for days. She looked up at the ceiling of the warehouse. I looked up too. I noticed there was a little hole. It must have been raining outside because there was a drop of water falling at Honey's feet every 15 seconds or so. I watched her step forward and open her mouth. The droplet landed straight down her throat. I could feel it in my own. Something in me called to push her over so I could have a drink. Right as I was about to, the people in the yellow suits handed out gallons of water and heated microwave dinners. It made no sense to me that they would raid a place with hundreds of microwave dinners, but I wasn't going to complain. I pulled back the plastic to see it was a meal of minced chicken. Honey walked around looking in everyone's containers to find the same thing. She even stuck her finger in a few of the bowls and tasted it. Chicken. It was definitely chicken. A few hours passed and we were all clothed and given a ration of $300. None of the people in yellow would answer any of our questions. I began to wonder if this was just an extension of some experiment instead of the end of one. But Honey didn't care. I could tell she would have gladly continued to be part of an experiment if it meant she could find Dolph. How can I help you, I asked Honey. You knows, it's strong, is it not? I can't smell far, but I never forget a scent. You remember what your mother smelled like? Dead or alive, I asked. Alive, I wouldn't make you think of her dead. She smelled of burnt toast, I said. If I got you a whiff of Dolph, you'd remember it. I met Dolph. Did you forget, honey? You tried to set us up in my better years. He wasn't too nice to you, was he? I don't think we need to talk about it. But if it's his smell you want, I know it. What's he smell like? Pine nuts and aluminum. That sounds like Dolph, she said back. If they let us go, would you come with me? I had been waiting my entire adult life for Honey to ask me such a question. My favorite films, books, and TV shows were all noirs. I mean, you know, I wouldn't claim to be as good as Honey, but at least I have my scent. I'd be honored, Honey, I said. Just like that, the yellow suits opened the doors for us to go. My stomach was rumbling. Either something was wrong with the microwave minced chicken, or I was about to go on an adventure I was not prepared for. So what do we do now, I asked. You and I drive out to the chicken coop. What's there? 
Chicken. Honey must have had us walk 10 miles before we hailed a cab. I was so weak I almost collapsed. We opened the doors and Honey told the cabbie where to take us. I couldn't hear her, but I could tell he wasn't going to take us based on the look on his face. I'm not going to the boonies, he said. For chickens? There's a KFC right here. He pointed across the street to the fast food establishment. Honey looked inside with glaring eyes. The light was red, but she crossed the street anyway, causing two cars to hit one another while swerving away from her. I stayed on the other side of the street and watched her grab the cashier by the collar and throw him against the window. It didn't take long for the police to pick her up and throw her in the back of the car. The only thing I could think to do was bang on the windows until they arrested me and took me in as well. The car drove further than I expected. We were out of the city in 45 minutes and on our way upstate. I wanted to ask Honey what was going on, but she seemed calm as can be. Plus, I was afraid of what the cops might do if I spoke. Other than the one stop for gas, we carried it along for another three hours. That was until we reached thousands of acres of farmland. The cops pulled up to a closed-off gate, hopped on out, opened our doors, and freed us from our cuffs. Hope this helps, honey, said one of the cops. You sure know it will. I got out of the car and looked ahead. I could faintly smell the chicken coops in the distance. They didn't smell like chicken, they smelled like shit. The cop was whispering something in Honey's ear and she was laughing. Nothing made sense to me. Who are these cops and why were they helping us? Honey just caused a potentially fatal accident and hurled a man out a window. I didn't even know she had the strength to do such a thing. Then again, we all find strength in something with our greyhound hearts. What are we doing here, I asked Honey. You know, smell. There was an air of pine nuts and aluminum, but not strong enough for Dolph to actually be present. Really, we were too far away for me to tell. He's not here, I don't think, I said. You know, I know he's not here. What's here? Chicken. We walked past a series of coops before we reached a little home at the edge of the farm. Honey surprisingly knocked on the door instead of barging right in. An old woman opened the door who smelled of almonds and aluminum. If my nose didn't know any better, this woman was related to Dolph. Based on her age and gestures, she was likely Dolph's mother. I must have been right because Honey reached her hand back as we walked in and brushed my arm three times. Miss March, how you been? asked Honey. I don't know where Dolph is, sweetie pie. I know you don't know where Dolph is, but I know you're chicken. God brought me a chicken and I want to know what sort of deal you made with God to make that happen. Of course I prayed for you, sweetie pie. When Dolph told me what he did, A heart for a heart. A heart for a heart, sweetie pie, repeated Dolph's mother. I didn't know what they were talking about. A heart for a heart? Her and I and Dolph all swapped our hearts for greyhounds. But that was decades ago. Maybe she meant he could keep his heart if he gave up another. Maybe that's what we were all there for. They were going to scoop out our hearts. The question was, were they going to replace them or just kill us? Those damn hardists. Why can't people just accept difference? Why does there have to be so much violence? I'd kill to end all violence. We're wasting time, I blurted out without thinking. Honey gave me a look and then turned back to the old woman. She wasn't mad at me, just surprised. You don't know where Dolph is? No, and even if I did, I wouldn't tell you, sweetie pie. You know, I could throw you through this window, burn down your barn, 
kill all your chickens and get away with it too. You wouldn't do that, sweetie pie. Maybe to Dolph, but not to me. No, I wouldn't, she admitted. Let me get you some minced chicken, said Miss March. She stood up and walked out the front door. Even though she was gone, the smell of almond increased. We waited a few minutes before Honey pulled me out of there. She started chasing her tail when we got outside looking for Dolph's mother in all directions. Why did we come here, I asked. Mana, said Honey. Mana. I don't understand. God's made a fool of me, said Honey. How, I asked. He's distracting me and yell with the chicken, the mana. How do you know? Because that wasn't Dolph's mother. Who was it then? That was Dolph. Mana Part 2 is a shaggy dog story, meaning it is a long, rambling story or joke, typically one that is amusing only because it is absurdly inconsequential or pointless. So I don't have much commentary on Mana, other than it's connected to Mana Part 1, and Mana Part 2 is connected to Mana Part 1, and also has references to the story, story 14, I believe, The Greyhound Heart. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, or if enough people enjoy the stuff with Honey Burlinson, I may continue it into a larger story. But for now, this is where we are. Next up is a long-distance dedication through Casey Kasem. If you don't know much about Casey Kasem, we'll talk about it in the uh, commentary of the next story. Long-distance dedication, story 31. I can't believe we're almost done with this collection. This is crazy. I've been recording these stories for a long fucking time. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy and bye.